Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson, the host of the show here today. Thank you so much for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen every day, your first watch. If you're joining us here on YouTube, follow me on Twitter, if you will, at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Been a lifelong Duke fan, work in the sports media world, and love talking all things Duke basketball five days a week right here on Locked On Blue Devils. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils for all of the show notes. You can subscribe and follow Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Be sure to also subscribe to our Locked On Blue Devils YouTube page. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen and first watch each and every day. Big time news today for the Duke men's basketball program as they announced the official hiring of Jay Lucas as their assistant coach. So what a big day this is for the Duke basketball world as Jay Lucas will come and take over that last spot on John Shire's bench. And joining me here to discuss the latest is my good buddy, Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. How big of a day is this? How big of a story is this, Josh, that Jay Lucas is the next head coach or assistant coach? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it's great news. I mean, if you look at, number one, you're taking uh, a the, pre, the premier recruiter away from Kentucky and uh, – and, and from Coach Calipari there. So I think that's huge uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, you know. Um, and then to go outside of the family, the brotherhood a little bit, and to get somebody um, with a fresh perspective, with a fresh set of eyes, I think that's always important. I mean, obviously, um, staying inside the brotherhood is good in a certain way, but I think having at least one guy on that bench that's not a Duke guy is a good thing. And so um, I am really – intrigued to see what John Shire and Jay Lucas do together in the recruiting world. I mean, in, in 2021, if you looked at the 24-7 sports top recruiters in the nation, John Shire was number one in the nation, Jay Lucas number two in the nation. And so you put those two guys together here in Durham, I really, really like the hire. That's the biggest takeaway from everybody in this. It's that little stat, that little nugget that we learned was that, yeah, 24-7 sports, they rank coaches based on how well they recruit, uh, which is a cool metric to have. And it's John Shire, number one, Jay Lucas, number two. And then you're sitting there thinking, does Duke really even need help recruiting? I mean, John Shire already has the number one class signed for 2022. He's got the number one class five commits already in 2023, and yet he goes out and gets one of the youngest rising stars in the industry, Jay Lucas, only 33 years old, and he's the newest assistant coach. I mean, why add him if Duke's already recruiting at such a high level? Well, yeah, number one, I mean, you want to hold on to that because uh, there are those who think, and I think it's a logical thought, that part of the recruiting um, success that John Shire had was simply because Mike Krzyzewski was in that locker room. And so I believe you bring in a guy like Lucas to just fortify uh, our, our number one standing. And then I also think on the X's and O's and the coaching side, uh, when you have a, a staff that's made up of uh, Chris Carwell and Emil Jefferson, you obviously need somebody that could come in and work with the guards and, and things like that. And that's what he would do. 
uh, having played obviously in uh, not only in college, but then playing a little bit in the G League and a little bit uh, professionally, I believe, overseas as well. So he's going to bring some of that knowledge. Um, once again, just a home run, a home run hire. There's still now that uh, director of player development position, uh, Emil Jefferson's old position, Nolan Smith's prior to that. Um, that position still available. Will be interesting to see um, who do gets there. I don't. I, I don't even know where to start on that uh, because I've, I think guys who might fit that position are still trying to play. Like I'm thinking about like a Quinn Cook. Um, I'm thinking about like even a Matt Jones. I don't know uh, guys like that 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 were developmental players here. Uh, could they take that role uh, just to get their foot in the door? But who knows? Uh, but hey, this is a heck of a staff. Uh, already that John Shire's put together. John Shire has a quote released by the uh, the Duke media staff, quote, Jay embodies everything I was looking for in this role. I've been impressed by his winner's mindset, great feel for the game, and strong work ethic. Through his impressive playing and coaching career, he has built extraordinary relationships across the basketball landscape and shown a unique ability to connect with student athletes. I could not be more excited to welcome Jay, his wife, Corey, and son, Jackson, to Durham, end quote. So, Jay Lucas, the newest assistant coach for the Duke men's basketball staff. They're already going to start forming awesome relationships with the recruits that are already there. We talked last week on the program how 2023 commit Jared McCain had an in-home visit from Coach Sire and staff and how crazy that was to see. Jared McCain was also in the headlines this past week as he signed an NIL deal with Kay Jewelers ahead of Mother's Day. He's got over 1.4 million followers on TikTok, and I believe the number is like 800-some-odd thousand followers on Instagram. And so we're already seeing players able to cash in on their NIL value, and Jared McCain is going into his senior season of high school, and he's now got this NIL deal with Kay Jewelers. That was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I mean, smart on his part, right? I mean, uh, you know, at this point, the NIL is like the Wild Wild West and everything, everything's on the table. And so I, I hope every one of these guys does everything they can to make as much money as they can before the regulations start coming. I'm, I'm sure they're going to come at some point in time. So right now, man, these guys need to take advantage of everything they can, and I'm all for it. I'm, I'm on the Jay Billis wagon on this. Open up the doors. Let's see what happens. It'll all it'll all work itself out. Here, here's the deal. These guys will get money. These companies like K Jewelers and even boosters from schools, they're going to pay, but then they're going to realize that college sports are not as sure of a thing as, as pro sports. And so at the end of the day, I believe it's going to correct itself. I believe that at the beginning, you're going to see a big, there's going to be high dollars put in. But I believe over time, those guys are going to see, hey, listen, I paid for this five-star recruit. And if I can just throw a name out there, he turned out to be Patrick Baldwin Jr. And I'm right. not trying to clown on Patrick Baldwin Jr., but I'm just saying. Um, and I think they're going to be like, man, that wasn't money well spent. And so I think it's going to correct itself for guys like McCain, Lively. I mean, Paulo last year. Man, get it while you can get it. I'm all for it. This is America. Make you some money. Duke gets a transfer commit over the weekend on the men's basketball team as well. Really exciting news as the team for next year continues to expand. We'll tell you about that new recruit coming up in just a moment. Today's edition of Lockdown Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is so good. Summer is coming, and with summer coming, you're going to need some food on the go. 
Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations and everywhere you go. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. As most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. If you compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs, you're making the best decision when you choose Built Bar. Go to Built.com. You can get all of your favorite flavors over there. Promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back into Lockdown Blue Devils. JJ Jackson hanging out here with my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk Section 17 Podcast. Follow their show on Twitter at DukeFBTalk. Uh, we saw the NFL draft come and go. Unfortunately, our guy Mateo Durant was not selected in the NFL draft, but did sign an undrafted free agent deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Excited to see him get his professional career off and going. And you can listen to the Duke Football Talk guys talk all things Duke football on their podcast feed. All right, I teased it a moment ago, so I got to be good at the showbiz thing and follow up on the tease that we gave. Duke does get a commit over the weekend. Northwestern transfer Ryan Young, who we discussed on last week's show, was scheduled to visit Duke. He decided, I'm going to transfer to Duke University, pursue a master's degree, already has a degree from Northwestern, and has two years of basketball eligibility remaining. I mean, this is... This is huge, literally, because he's six foot ten or whatever he is. Uh, but it's also a big pickup to add that interior depth. Well, I think the biggest thing is the two years of eligibility. Uh, if he chooses to stay, um, this is this is not just for this coming year, but it's also for the following year. And uh, we can always use depth. If if history has taught us anything, um, you, you think back to the uh, <laughs> hate to do this to the Duke fans. You think back to the Final Four game. Man, we could have used as many big men um, as possible. If you remember, Theo John picked up four fouls in the first right. half. So having more big men, we'll never complain about that. You add that. Now I think it's pretty obvious um, that the catchings, um, Kale Catchings transfer is really just layered depth at the end of the day. I believe he's going to play a very limited role. Uh, but it is interesting to see that both of our transfers – uh, come from programs coached by former Duke guys and Tommy Amaker uh, there at Harvard and then obviously at Northwestern with Chris Collins. And so uh, kind of neat. And, and maybe it's just the Duke family um, not trusting other people. I don't know what it is, uh, but I'm cool with it because uh, yeah. it's been good so far. We mentioned Theo John last time uh, or last season, I should say, playing for Duke. He also came from the Brotherhood connection with Steve Wojciechowski being at Marquette, Chris Carwell, the current uh, assistant coach for the Blue Devils was at Marquette with Steve Wojciechowski and had a prior relationship with Theo John. But let me ask you a follow-up there. Why, Josh, do you feel like you said, I think this is more obvious that Kale Catchings becomes added depth for the Blue Devils as well? Tell me about that. Yeah, I just see uh, Young being a better player. And I, I know Catchings is not as tall, right? Uh, but, but I just see him being a much better player. I mean, averaging almost 10 points a game coming off the bench at Northwestern, it's pretty impressive. And, uh, and so, I, yeah. yeah, I think I, I have not watched his game, uh, but I'm assuming he'll be able to maybe spend time at the four and the five. Uh, you got Mark Mitchell as well. That's going to, that's going to obviously be part of a major part of the rotation. And so at the end of the day, uh, there's only so many minutes to go around to so many guys. And so 
Um, I just feel like I feel like Ryan's going to come in and probably take that Theo John role, if I had to guess. So taking a look at this Duke basketball roster, you've got the six incoming freshmen, you've got three returners, and Jeremy Roach, Joey Baker, and Jalen Blakes. You have to wonder what Trevor Keels will decide to do if he does stay in the NBA draft process. He's kind of the one guy in limbo, so to speak. Everyone at this point in the Duke Twitter world loves when Trevor Keels does anything on social media because it could add to your theory. Every Like Ryan Young, he reposted it on his Instagram story, did Trevor Keels. So he's coming back, Josh. That's what it means. Uh, it's always fun to follow the speculation. Yeah, and I mean, I wish these guys wouldn't do it because you're right. The fans overreact you know, to everything. I mean, at the end of the day, even if Trevor is leaving – He's still going to be a Duke fan. He's still going to be happy when players commit to Duke. Right. Uh, so it's, it's really not anything to look into. But, uh, yeah, we are waiting on Trevor Kills. And then there's obviously other names being thrown around that transfer portal. Um, should Trevor choose to remain in the draft? And if Trevor does choose to remain in the draft, I wouldn't be surprised, once again, in this wide-open transfer portal to see guys wait until after that and, and, and try to get into Duke. And so who knows? I mean, we definitely have a void at the two guard. We definitely do. Um, and it'll be interesting to see come the summer who is in that position. Yeah, everything's kind of flying by since Duke lost in the final four. And here we are at this point officially kicking off the John Shire era. And to catch everyone kind of up to speed, it was a week or so ago that we had the early entrant deadline that all players that wanted to forego the remaining eligibility to go to the NBA draft had to announce they wanted to enter the draft and still have the opportunity to come back. So that came and went. And then this past weekend, we had the deadline for players to enter the transfer portal. And so that came on Sunday. A couple of people reporting that, okay, this could take a day or two for schools to officially get the paperwork settled and players to enter the portal. The most notable one was Kerwin Walton at UNC being the late addition to the portal. Uh, but somebody like Jalen Blakes did not enter the portal, uh, a point guard coming back for his sophomore season. So uh, we'll see what it means for Duke moving forward. But there are a couple of names out there that Duke is still attached to because I think there is still kind of a need for another two-guard guy to come in. Yeah, and once again, who knows? Who, who knows uh, what's going to take place with that? You've got NIL money being discussed with, with uh, many of those guys. Um, and once again, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I just don't know that a program like Duke is going to try to get into a bidding war over a, gra I mean, over a transfer. I, I don't know. Maybe we do. Um, and so it, it'll be interesting. I mean, listen, we're spoiled at Duke. We're spoiled. Any other program that's got a guy like Jaden coming in uh, that's a, a four-star two-guard that can shoot the lights out, Right. they're fine with that. And you know what? At the end of the day, if that's where if it's a if it's a whitehead playing some two and the three, you know what I mean. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. We got a roster full of McDonald's All Americans. We're gonna be okay. And so you know we've been spoiled by getting literally whoever we want, and we'll be we will be just fine if things don't fall exactly the way we want them to fall this offseason. We're gonna be okay. Jay Lucas, the new assistant coach for Duke men's basketball. Ryan Young transfers over from Northwestern. Also, uh, one of my favorite things to do every week, catching up with Josh Cox, is check back in on the NBA playoffs because so many Duke Blue Devils at the next level are making noise. We'll talk about one of those guys coming up in just a moment. 
Today's edition of Lockdown Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Final few moments here of Locked On Blue Devils today. JJ Jackson hanging out with my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. Last week, we talked a good bit about Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics taking down Kyrie Irving and Seth Curry. Uh, how about we talk a little bit about Boston taking on the Milwaukee Bucks? Yesterday, Sunday, game one of the Eastern Conference semifinals, we saw the Milwaukee Bucks pick up a big win on the road at Boston. But one of the big stories for the Bucs this postseason has been the play of former Duke Blue Devil Grayson Allen. He has been tremendous for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, and, and I understand that the majority of basketball fans out there have a hate relationship when it comes to Grayson Allen. Yeah. But when you look at the numbers that he's putting up, and, and I mean, and just the increased usage. Uh, over his previous two seasons in the playoffs, I mean, you cannot deny the impact that he's having. Uh, he's playing more minutes in playoffs in the playoffs than he's ever played um, in his life. He is shooting the ball more, more attempts than he's ever attempted uh, in his three seasons. And his percentages, his overall field goal percentage, 58.3%. His three-point shooting percentage – 56.7% from the three-point line. That's that is crazy. absolutely incredible. And, and you know what? I've I've tried to watch him throughout the playoffs. I've not watched the entirety of all of his games. But it seems like every time I turn on a game that Milwaukee's playing in, Grayson hits a three. The other day, I think he hit three in a row in a stretch uh, there for the Bucks. And so, uh, man, I, I, I can't say enough about him. I've actually noticed, too, one of his issues at Duke, obviously, and then even when he was at Utah, I remember uh, Coach Snyder saying that Grayson's not going to see the court until he decides to be a defender. I remember legitimately that being a quote right. from Quinn Snyder. And we all know he struggled playing, playing defense at Duke. But what I've noticed in Milwaukee, you can't be on a team with Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez and Giannis and not play defense. They're not going to stand for it. Right. And I've seen an increased intensity from Grayson on the defensive side of the ball as well. And so that all bodes well. It all bodes well for Grayson. He's doing nothing but helping himself and then, you know, helping his team. I mean, that game one uh, victory over Boston, we definitely uh, – we didn't see the best of the Jays, of uh, Jason and Jalen there right. uh, for the Celtics. They both struggled. Um, but man, the Bucks played well, and they're doing it without Chris Middleton. And you got to say, you got to give kudos to those guys. I mean, I think we all have also figured out that Giannis is a different, a different type player than Durant, and so it's going to be a little, little different for the Celtics. No kidding, no kidding. The other game that we saw yesterday, uh, another first round, or for, excuse me, first game of the second round, first game of the Western Conference semifinals between the Golden State Warriors and Memphis Grizzlies. Really exciting game, back and forth throughout the entire game and really uh, thrilling final six, seven minutes of that ball game. The Warriors ultimately win by a single point. 
but Memphis getting a ton of contribution from Tyus Jones. Yeah, and if you go back to their uh, clinching game against Minnesota, I mean, he, hits, he hits the clutch shot, which is yep. Duke fans know you can just expect it. But I just thought it was neat that he's in their closing lineup. And, I mean, that's he's playing over guys like Dylan Brooks and, and players like that that are obviously good players that – um, that would probably be more physically imposing than Tyus. But he just makes such good decisions. He hits such big shots and plays solid defense. And so he's – if Memphis continues on, and i tell you what, it's going to be difficult against a team like Golden State. But if they continue on, I mean, Tyus Jones is going to play a major role. I think Ja loves playing with him. Um, and he and Ja's not intimidated by Tyus, and Tyus is not intimidated by Ja. They complement each other well when they're on the court together, and so that that bodes well for the former Blue Devil for sure. I can kind of tell that there's that complementary piece with those two guys, and it does seem like they play well together uh, as well. So, uh, Josh, let's kind of wrap up today's show. Talk a little bit about this uh, Duke basketball team, and uh, obviously we've got the NBA draft coming up. We love the postseason, uh, and to see where all these former Duke Blue Devils are going to be playing uh, their next steps. In addition to that, we've got Jay Lucas again today being named the newest assistant coach, Ryan Young transfers in. I mean, what's kind of the next big headline you're looking for for Duke men's basketball? It's all about Trevor Kills. That's what yeah. we're waiting on, right? We're waiting on the final announcement there. Uh, obviously, and this is my opinion, I'm sold on the fact that he's going to stay in the draft simply because, you know, if your expectations are low, then if, if, if things are different, you're really excited, right? If I put my expectation level so high, I'll be disappointed. So I'm just getting myself prepared for him not being here and to see what happens with those couple of guys in the transfer portal. Um, and then if not, once again, let's roll the ball out there and play basketball next year. Uh, it's going to be fun. We've got a solid recruiting class. Um, I believe in, in, in Coach Shire and what he's got. But, yeah, Trevor Kills is what we're waiting on um, from between you know now and, and the time that they can withdraw their name. And so we'll see. Tell people about the Section 17 podcast. New logo out there on the internet. Yeah, yeah, new logo. Um, got some merch. Uh, Going to be hitting in a little while as well. Um, but, yeah, we have uh, we just posted uh, a couple weeks ago our spring ball wrap-up. And so uh, be sure to go check that out if you haven't yet. We talk about all things spring practice and the spring game. Um, we've got some things planned in the offseason, um, some interviews uh, that we want to have shooting a little bit for the stars on some interviews, but but stay tuned. Uh, like I said, some merch stuff coming. Um, give, that's all I will say. But there's And it's more than sticker, more than a sticker this time, all right? We promise you that. By the way, not only shout-out to Mateo, speaking of the football team, uh, but Josh Blackwell also landed uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, when we were at Pro Day for Duke, he, was, he stood out um, among the other guys. And so uh, really excited for him to get a chance. Um, and, and we'll see what happens there. I, I believe Mateo, and I think, I mean, pretty incredible, the uh, three-year contract that Mateo was able to yeah. to land from the Steelers uh, and a $15,000 signing bonus and um, really, really pretty incredible. And so kudos to his agent and, and Mateo. I couldn't be happier for a kid than I am for Mateo. And going into, going into a stable organization with a stable head coach and a stable owner. Like, to me, you couldn't ask for a better situation. Sometimes as an undrafted guy, in a way, you've got the upper hand as opposed to a, a possibly a seventh-round pick, so to speak, because you get to pick where you want to go. You get to kind of float through some offers. 
everybody wants to get drafted. That's the dream. By no means am I trying to change the narrative there for Mateo Durant. But to look at the brighter side of things, yeah, I get to choose the franchise that I'm going to go play for as an undrafted guy. They've got such a sensational running back in Najee Harris, who just finished out his rookie year. So that running back room is going to be in good shape and up to good standard. And I think that'd be uh, just an added bonus and a great benefit to Mateo Durant for sure. You're exactly right. I mean, you look at the kid, uh, uh, Ross from Clemson. Yes. Um, who took his time. I mean, he wasn't drafted. Justin Ross is it. Uh, he took his time, wasn't, uh, wasn't drafted, and he didn't sign immediately. And what I, what I assume he did was he probably got a few teams that called him and guess what? He decided to sign with the Chiefs, <laughs> which is like, okay, if I can go play with Patrick Mahomes, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I think once you get past, like, the fourth, fifth round and those last couple rounds, if I'm guys, I'm like, hey, I'm cool being being a free agent. I'm, I'm okay with that. No kidding. Josh, I really do appreciate the time. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today, man. Hey, have a great day, JJ. Thanks for having me, man. That is Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 Podcast. Joining us here today on the program, talking about all the latest news going around the Duke men's basketball world. Do make sure you check out that Section 17 podcast. Those guys do a great job. Go to their Twitter, at DukeFBTalk, so you can visualize that new logo that we're talking about them. Make sure you follow and subscribe our podcast right now. You'll be able to get the latest episodes of Lockdown Blue Devils as soon as they become available each and every day. Please also take this opportunity to like and subscribe to our Locked On Blue Devils YouTube page. On tomorrow's show, my buddy Jason Evans from the Duke Basketball Report will be back to talk all things Duke hoops with me. I'll get his thoughts on the Jay Lucas hire, what it means for the future, and tease a little podcast that's coming up for the Duke Basketball Report that you don't want to miss. That's going to do it for another edition of Locked on Blue Devils. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.